Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Willie. I'm Tim. I'm Alex. I'm Amy. We have a wonderful episode planned for you today. Yeah, we're talking about Magic Mike. It's about to go down. About to ride that pony. Double XL. I'm sorry. I got to give it the, the, the correct size <laughs> yeah. at the end. Um, Vent- if you are- Magic Mike Venti. <laughs> Coming oh, to a Starbucks God. near you. I hate Starbucks sizes. Extra cream. The worst. <laughs> you guys are terrible. He's going to be a barista in the next film. Cut that. <laughs> um, if you enjoy what you've heard so far, <laughs> please feel free to check us out at MidwestFilmNerds.com. You can find all of our episodes there with show notes and our bonus episodes, mm-hmm. which are a lot of fun. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at MFN podcast. Also, please, 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 if you do any shopping on Amazon, go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. That way, a little teeny, teeny, tiny percentage of your purchases will go towards keeping this podcast wonderful, lovely, and sexy. It's true. We really appreciate it. We get less sexy the less shopping you do on Amazon. Oh, just shop so much. <laughs> shop so much. Do you guys remember the deep cuts of this this podcast? We did a little thing called the Oscars, hosted by Tim and Alex. <laughs> and for those of you that were there then and have stuck around since. <laughs> why, why did you if not are, jump ship yeah. halfway through that? Yeah, thing? why didn't you leave, first of all? But maybe I'll, maybe I'll wear a bow tie again for you if yeah. you make purchases on Amazon. Before we get into our episode proper, let's jump into a little summer movie wager. Alex, yeah. with the updates. So uh, Inside Out finally got first place uh, two weeks after debut. That's at $29.7 million, followed closely by Jurassic World with $29.2 million. And in third place was Terminator Genesis with $27 million. What? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I knew this beforehand. I was just acting shocked. It's making slightly less money than Terminator Salvation. It opened in third. That's crazy. Is that more? That was that's just weekend, right? That's not all Fourth of July since that, I I think that's weekend. Okay. I think that's weekend. It's still, still not really, good. It's still really bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's look at our top ten here. All right. Okay. Number one is Avengers with one point three eight three five billion. <laughs> Number two is Jurassic World with one point three eight three four. Million. Are you serious? Billion. Yeah. Wow. They are they are that close. And Avengers just opened in Japan. Oh. So it's got a little bit of extra steam going on it. But I think Jurassic World is still outpacing. So Yeah. It it's out of theaters here, correct? For the most part. Avengers. Avengers? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Uh number three, San Andreas with four hundred and forty six point four million dollars. Jumping from sixth place to fourth place, we've got Inside Out with three hundred and sixty-three point two million. That overtook Mad Max: Fury Road and fifth at three hundred fifty-eight point three million. Followed by Pitch Perfect two at sixth with two hundred seventy-eight point two million. Spy sits at seventh with two hundred three point five million. Tomorrowland is at eighth with two hundred two point nine million. Terminator Genesis makes its debut worldwide with $128 million, followed by Minions making its debut, which comes out this weekend in the U.S., but it's out internationally with $124.2 million. Out this weekend, you've got Minions, as I said, a horror film called The Gallows, and then another movie called Selfless. Uh, I think Minions is the only one that's going to show up. Well, yeah, it's going to make money. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So All right. That's it for the Summer Movie Wager update. How's everybody feeling about their uh, their ballots? Good, uh, bad, indifferent? I don't know. I think I had Avengers 1, Jurassic Park 2. I think most people did. Yeah. I had Avengers 1, Jurassic Park, like, fourth. Ooh, yikes. I didn't... Yeah. Jurassic World, excuse Yeah, me. I didn't see Jurassic World being this big. No, no. it's big. Um, Only two people did out of our 15 people. Okay. So. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, good job. 
Um, <laughs> before we continue on here, I'd like to wish uh, a very special person a very happy birthday. One Mr. David Steele, friend yes. of the show, one of our greatest, greatest fans and listeners, supporters. Happy birthday to you, sir. Yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday, David. July 7th, the day that we are recording, not the day that this was released. Yes. So, so happy birthday in the past. Yes. Mr. David Steele. Yep. Um, you can be much like David Steele and be an awesome listener and send us feedback so we can make this show better, so we can give you the things that you want to listen to. So I mentioned our Twitter before. That's yes. a great way to get a hold of us. Also, you can get a hold of us on our Facebook, which was also mentioned before, but you can email us feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com or you can call us so we can hear your beautiful voices. 248-733-5MFN. That is 248-733-5636. Leave us a voicemail. You know, keep it, uh, keep it relatively short. Don't go too crazy out there, but uh, we'd love to hear from you. So, Speaking of which, we have a couple pieces of feedback today, guys. Okay. Um, Shoot. Our first piece of feedback is from Nancy, also a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful fan of ours. Nancy says, hi, Alex. Hi. <laughs> hey, Nance. Uh, happy 4th. Hope you and the podcast crew are doing well. I've been playing catch up with a lot of shows and MFN episodes. I binged Better Call Saul over a couple weeks. It was pretty slow, but gained momentum. I'll keep watching when it returns. The other show I watched was Daredevil. I love it. I'm glad you guys took two episodes to focus on it. I don't read comics, so I don't have that to compare to this or any other superhero movie or TV show. <clears throat> Charlie Cox is so great. I've loved him since Boardwalk Empire. I really want to watch that, by the way. Side yeah. note, yeah. Um, your guys, your shows were really good. You guys are more nitpicky than I am. Yeah. My intention was to watch just <laughs> one per day. Well, after episode seven was stick, I had to power through the final six episodes as soon as possible. I'm so glad it turned out to be such a good, compelling show. I saw Inside Out this afternoon. I had many Nancy's Tears moments. <laughs> I, think <this> is <laughs> I think this was not a sappy movie, and it really felt so mature and more for adults than any of the other Pixar films. Maybe because the casting was so perfect, or maybe because I am a big Amy Poehler fan, or maybe because I have a five-month-old nephew and picturing what his little feelings are like. Whatever it was, this movie got to me. I get <clears throat> what you were all saying about Joy and Sanders' journey back to headquarters seeming to take too long. But think about which feelings were left at the controls. Fear, anger, and disgust. Makes sense that she could only access those emotions for a good half of the film. I also loved Bing Bong. And all the lingo regarding how memory works and where memories go. Loved it. Looking forward to seeing Dope at some point. If you haven't already, listen to Fresh Air, the Fresh Air interview with director Rick Fami... <laughs> I knew I was going to mess this up. <laughs> yeah. Famu Yiwa. Famu Yiwa. It's excellent. P.S. I saw Mad Max a while back. Thanks for the nudge to see it in the theater. It was great. Like you, I was really impressed by the visuals and use of color. The flaming guitar guy was so ridiculous that I laughed at him every time he showed up. Yeah. I look forward to watching the Mel Gibson movies. Doof Warrior. Doof Warrior. Yes. yes. He has a name, and it is Doof Warrior. Um, Frightrags.com has a t-shirt for Doof Warrior. I just bought it. It's awesome. Good. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, better Call Saul. Haven't watched it. Alex, you are probably the authority here. Yeah, we did a bonus episode with uh, John and Brian from the Game Nerds on it. And uh, no, it's great. I'm excited for more. I edited Nancy's emails to remove some of the spoilers because I know Nick is going to listen to this and yes. Nick hasn't watched any of it yet. So get on that, Nick. We'd hate to ruin it for him. Yeah. Daredevil, couldn't agree more. Yep. Really enjoyed it. It's got its faults, but you know. Mm -hmm. We have a review for those if you didn't notice from the email I just read. Two, so two whole episodes. Two whole episodes. Uh, inside Out, I, I totally agree. I, yeah. Really enjoyed it, and yeah. I think uh, I like the I like uh, Nancy's thoughts on the fact that those emotions take over because they often do. Yeah, and it makes <laughs> and it wasn't so much like I think that makes a lot of sense, but it's just the idea of their journey gets stopped and started so like joy and sadness's journey back gets stopped and started so much that it just really like arrests the momentum of the movie, in my opinion. Sure, it's yeah, a road it's trip movie. It is a road trip movie. It is. Absolutely. Um, dope. I uh, haven't seen it, but I, I would be very interested in seeing it and watching the, uh, or rather listening to the Fresh Air interview. Yeah, I, I got to check that out. I haven't, I haven't checked that out yet. It's perfect. What's that? Fresh Air, because it's, it's a hood movie made for people that love NPR. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <it's> <laughs> <laughs> and I like NPR and I like Fresh Air. So, so there, there you go. go. Um, and Mad Max, absolutely. Great decision to go see that. Definitely check out the, uh, the Mel Gibson films. Watch them in the correct order, I think, is, is the best way to go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you, Nancy, for writing in. Um, Jason also wrote in. 
Um, Jason says, loving all the shows lately. I want to see Dope and Inside Out back. I went to see Dope and Inside Out back to back yesterday. I wanted to say that Dope is maybe my favorite movie of the year. I enjoyed it so much and can't decide if I like it or Mad Max more. Also, are you guys watching slash watch Game of Thrones and True Detective or any other TV of note? You guys don't talk too much about TV or watching anymore, it seems like anyway. Just wondering, keep up the good work. Um, I can speak for myself and say I've watched a lot of TV lately. Mm-hmm. Probably too much. Um, but I've been catching up watching True Dick season two. Uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. It's not season one, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Bachelorette. Big on The Bachelorette right now. <laughs> um, it's been crazy. It's been a wild ride this season, guys. <laughs> and I'm really excited for uh, Bachelor in Paradise, which is going to be premiering after The Bachelorette ends. So yeah. That's good. Absolutely. Uh, Tim, you've been watching any TV? Yeah, I've been watch- watching True Detective. Um, yeah. I like that Colin Farrell is hilarious. Yeah. If he's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I watched a show called Mr. Robot last night. Uh, it was on the, the USA, USA Network. Network. Yeah, it's kind of like a techno thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episode was all right. Yeah, did, first episode you, was solid. People you, people are flipping out about it some places. But. How does it uh, compare to Black Hat, the other techno thriller? I have not seen year? Black Hat yet. Oh, okay. So. You got to get on that. Okay, I will. As the Michael Mann correspondent of the <laughs> pod, I don't know. <laughs> As Michael's man. <laughs> um, Amy, TV shows lately? Um, haven't had a lot of time lately to watch any TV shows. I've been putting on some, uh, Cupcake Wars. Yeah. Quick 21 minute episodes are all I have time for these days. Little bite-sized episodes. Very nice. I don't like Cupcake Wars. They make a lot of cupcakes with jalapenos in them, which is nonsense. Not a fan. Oh man, I watched one last night without you and they did a, a WWE event, Summer, Summer Slam. Summer Slam? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the divas were there. And I was like, Greg would love this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fan of Totally Divas, one Mr. Greg Long. Um, Alex. Um, yeah, I could go back. I did watch uh, all of The Flash, and I enjoyed all of that very much, season one. Uh, I watched season three of Arrow. did not enjoy that as much. Um, Welcome, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I still like it more than you. Well, but that's not hard. You like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in general. <laughs> um, Game of Thrones was pretty good. Uh, I don't understand how they keep killing everybody after every season. And yet I still come back to the show. There's people are still alive. I don't know. They always kill a lot of people. And I don't yeah, know. it's it's really abusive. Yeah. As like to the viewers. Yeah. It's just not nice anymore. Like, yeah. So. Excited to see where that goes next season. Uh, it's cool that it's now getting to an off-book territory where people who read the books aren't necessarily in the know and they can't be smug book readers anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, a couple of them. Yep. <laughs> um, watching True Dicks. We might Not have me. more on that later. Uh, started watching Bloodline on Netflix. That's pretty good. Also started watching a show on Netflix called Scrotal Recall. Yeah, yeah. Which I think everybody should check out. It's a it's a British comedy produced by Netflix about this guy who contracts chlamydia and has to go back and talk to all of his exes. He 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 decides to inform them that he has chlamydia and wants them to get tested. And instead of filling out the little form letter that they provide at the clinic, he decides that he would rather tell them in person because you know. That's not awkward. No, is this it a is. show with actors or is this an actual man? This is a show with actors and okay. it's pretty much it's pretty much British How I Met Your Mother and it's fantastic. Interesting. It's really good. I enjoy huh. it. How I Met Your Mother with chlamydia. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, well, what's more British than chlamydia? Chlamydia, chlamydia right? is not like excluded from How I Met Your Mother, good but point. it's never really talked about. Right. So, you know. It's just implied that Neil <laughs> somebody's got yeah, chlamydia. Barney has yeah, Barney, Barney. Barney, Barney's yeah. got chlamydia. That's yeah. for sure. He's had it at some point before. We should do an episode where we like guess which TV characters have chlamydia and which ones don't. <laughs> the chlamydia bonus episode of the Midwest yeah. podcast. All right. Well, now it's never going to happen. Yep. Tim right. Riggins from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Bill, Billy Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anybody that stayed at the Riggins house on Friday Night Lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tyra. Yep. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, that's the TV this, we've been watching. Yeah. Lots and of, who may have chlamydia on yeah. Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Which fictional characters may or may not have chlamydia? Yes. Um, I say we need to jump in some film news, guys. Um, right. We have a couple little bits here for you. Um, sad news first. 
or I don't actually, they might both be sad for you. I don't know. Um, J.K. Simmons and Michael Keaton have both left Skull Island, Kong Skull Island, whatever the title is now. Yeah, it's like four Skull Island movies being made. <laughs> it's actually just two. Um, this is sad. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty bummed. Like. They're both awesome, and the fact that they were attached was like, okay. Not that I like, you know, I'd probably go see it anyway, but it's a bummer. It is. I like seeing Michael Keaton in things nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, I think he's embraced the spastic, which I like a lot. He's really just back to being kind of, I'm Michael Keaton, and I like that. He was amazing on Saturday Night Live this year. Was he? Yeah. Bo- actually, both of them are really good. They good. both hosted. <laughs> nice. Wasn't Mike- he in uh, Need for Speed? He was. Yes. Was the monarch? Yes. Yes, he was very good. Mm-hmm. Do you understand very my impression spastic. now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it made complete. Right? That's, I was like, oh, it's the monarch. <laughs> <laughs> you knew instantly. <laughs> uh, it's a direct quote from Need for Speed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I Tim, you're pretty excited for this movie. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for Does it. This- Still pretty excited for it. I mean, good for these guys. They'll, they probably wanted more money. Now that no, it got pushed back. Oh, scheduling conflicts. So there's like they they weren't going to be able to do it anymore. Okay, well it's a bummer. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it it's hard to say if it hurts the film. I mean, hurts yeah. the film or not? You can replace, and I'm sure someone else can be really good too. So yeah. it's a bummer just because you envision it in your head that oh these two are going to be in it. It'd be awesome, but you never know. Do is native Michigander Jordan Vote Roberts yes. still directing? Okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting with all these drops we hear, like people bowing out of roles and stuff. I feel like a lot of that's just the fact that we know this now. Yeah. And like this, this has been going on forever. If you read old stories on 80s, 70s movies. Well, before, yeah. And if you, if you read trades at the time, I'm sure. Then you, you do. Yeah. yeah. So it's not the end of the world. Amy, how, how, are, you, how are you feeling about Skull Island? Does this, were you excited for it? Does this hurt your excitement at all? I honestly didn't know much about it oh, until okay. 10 minutes ago. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so... Now you know that J.K. Simmons and Michael Keaton yeah, aren't in it. Now right. you know two actors who aren't in the film. <laughs> <laughs> that's about the extent of my knowledge of this film. So, uh, yeah, I'll go see it. <laughs> Sweet. Unaffected. <laughs> Wonderful. I love it. Um, <laughs> our second piece of news today deals with uh, Star Wars. Go figure. It's been in the news a lot lately. This has to deal with our... Let me guess. Let me guess. There's a shot in the trailer that implies that <laughs> some book that they wrote is now canon. Is that going on a lot right now? I don't know. Oh, okay. I just was I, making up is. a story because every story about Star Wars is basically about something that might be true sometimes. Mark Hamill said he liked filming the movie. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> The Kingsman is canon. <laughs> right, right, right. So... The directors of 21 Jump Street and yes. 22 Jump Street and the Lego movie, yep. uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, yep. yes, are now direct, directing. Directing. <laughs> they are directing a de- Star erecting. Wars. Directing. They're tearing it apart. <laughs> um, they, maybe. They are directing a Star Wars spinoff film that follows the adventures of a young Han Solo. And... Um, yeah, this has been a pretty big rumor for a while now. Not the not the Lord and Miller part, but this being one of the spinoffs. Yeah, and I think we were all pleasantly surprised by Rogue One because it wasn't exactly what we thought. You know, the spinoffs were going to be. What were the first ones? It was Boba Fett, Han Solo, and Yoda were the big three rumors. I Those, think. yeah, and there was kind of an Obi Wan one being thrown around a little bit. Okay, and uh, but Rogue One was kind of just after the fact. I don't know. Okay, uh, Amy, young Han Solo. How do we feel about this? I'm excited about it. I think it could be fun if they do it right. And those movies that they have directed in the past have been pretty fun. So I will say yes right now until <laughs> I see further evidence. But Young Han Solo is Zac Efron. Oh, done. I don't want to see it anymore. That's positive. Yeah. Horrible. Fainted. Um, well, that's what I was going to ask because uh, it's Young Han Solo. Does Amy, do you, you like Han Solo a lot. I do. You're a fan. Do you want to see anybody but Harrison Ford as Han Solo? I don't. And that was my one concern <laughs> about the movie was how are they going to find anybody who looks even remotely close to Harrison Ford? They're going to Tron him. Just make him dead-eyed Jeff Bridges and Tron. Oh, God. No. <laughs> CG face? Okay. CG face. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't take two and, a, two and a half hours of that. I couldn't do it. I mean, I don't think it's impossible to cast a young Han Solo. There's going to be backlash no matter who it is, but mm-hmm. get over it. Like, you're, 
there have been different depictions. It's like a comic book. Like, not everybody draws Thor the same way. Who cares? That's true. It's true. Just watch it for the story. And maybe, hopefully, they nail the character and it feels like Han Solo. Yeah. Right. That's what I said. I'm, I'm in until I see further evidence that will push me out. Yeah. Zach Efron is a solid out. Just that would be a definite no. It's <laughs> a definite no for me. Zach any, Efron is solidly out. No. I'm just kidding. Any any casting ideas from you guys? Not yet. Mm, I don't know. Anything you guys would throw out there for you? Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. Okay, I like that. <laughs> Fitz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just um, heard that. Sorry. Chris Pine. Chris, Chris Pine is Young Han. Who, yeah, who played Young Indiana Jones? River gonna, Phoenix. Was it River Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> he can't do it. Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Enough of that. Um, today we are reviewing Magic Mike XXL, and it's a very special film. It's also a road movie. For those of you who don't know, road movies are kind of tales of traveling on the roads of life and actual roads. There are lessons learned and strangers <laughs> met along the way. <laughs> <laughs> you right, Amy? I'm good. Uh, Tim, you kind of posed this idea to talk a little bit about road movies. Yeah. Um, what, what's, what's your definition of a road movie? Well, um, what do you, I think part of a road movie is you have to take a trip with characters that you like being around for two hours. Um, because if you're on a road trip with somebody, you could hate them a lot. Because it's not just like hanging out for an hour and then see you later. Nice it's dinner. okay if they hate each other. Right. That's funny. Right. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. But you have to enjoy being around them. Okay. So characters that you want to spend time with. You have to have interesting places to visit. You have to have kind of neat stops on the way. Interesting stops. Um, you have to have, I think, colorful characters along the way. So not just the main characters, but kind of goofy characters like on the outskirts. Okay. Um, kind of kind of a wacky sometimes I think helps a lot mm-hmm. add some flavor <laughs> it has to be towards the end you have to feel like you've accomplished something it almost has to be like an endurance test I think for a good road movie you have to just like the last 10 minutes of the movie you have to just be like oh we made it there's this big yeah release like a sigh of relief yep. yeah so I think that what about you Willie um I that's yeah that's a road movie. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I tell you, yeah, you summed it up absolutely. Now, do you have any Tim? Do you have any favorites? Any anything that you that really is like a quintessential road movie for yeah. you? Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. All right, let's hear it. It's Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, yeah. Smokey and the Bandit is a movie that probably isn't a very good movie. I don't know. It's pretty good. And then <laughs> <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit is a movie that skirts by completely on the charm of the main two actors. It's that's its main strength is that characters you want to spend time with. You like watching Burt Reynolds on the run. That's the fun of it. There's also the and Sally Field is in it. And Sally Field is adorable in it yeah, as the true. runaway bride that that hooks up with Smokey on his on his chase cross country to trying to deliver Coors beer. That's the plot of the movie is he's trying to take Coors beer across country because it used to be you could only get it in Colorado back in the seventies. Right. So He's trying to get it across state lines while sheriff, the sheriff chases him across state lines to Georgia so right. he can deliver this. And he also has the runaway bride in tow. So this has obstacles. It has colorful characters that they meet through CB radio. That's another ma- amazing thing about this movie is it took place during like the CB radio craze of the <laughs> 1970s, which is the best craze of all time. One of your favorites. Oh, it's so good. Like what a bizarre thing. It's very strange. It's very strange. Yeah, it's um, Smoking the Bandit is a blast in kind of a road movie. And it's also the movie that I think I've seen a lot because it was on TBS before it was We Know Comedy or whatever. It used to just be Atlanta Braves games, WCW wrestling, (laughs) and Smokey and the Bandit. Basically America. Everything you want. Yep. I don't know why they changed. It's sad. So that's one I think of. Um, Another one that might be a little is Wizard of Oz. Ah, yeah. Wizard of Oz is kind of a perfect road movie because it's got the same thing. It's got those main characters. They Yellow Brook car- Road movie? Yes. Exa- <laughs> so, uh, so that's kind of a road movie. There, I mean, there's fantasy road movies. Of course. There's comedy road movies. Um, uh, Blues Brothers. Yep. Road Trip. Road Trip, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Rat Race. Rat Race. Absolutely. Jane Silent Bob. But then there's also like, um, there's kind of like, 
existential road movies. Um, Easy Rider is one that's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. There's, oh, God. What is the uh, Eddie Vedder? The Eddie Vedder. Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Into the Wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say, yeah. but I wasn't certain Me if there's just like an Eddie Vedder road movie. He, he, writes, he writes all the songs. It's got That's an true. amazing soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. And then one, can I pimp out another podcast on here? Sure. Um, they just covered it for like an hour, and they talked about it. It's called Tulane Blacktop is the movie, okay. and it's an amazing movie. It t- it's kind of like an answer to Easy Rider. The podcast is called The Canon, yep. and it's, it's basically um, Devin Faraci and... Amy Nichols. Amy Nicholson. They kind of debate movies, and it's it's really fun. It'll also infuriate you at times, mm. which I think is good. <laughs> so, I wonder which of those two is responsible for that. Both of them. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah it That's depends surprising. on the movie. Yeah, right. it depends because it's a debate, and both of them get really fired up, and then they just start taking completely like insane sides because <laughs> they get mad at each other. It's really fun. I enjoy it quite a bit. It's good. It's good. Um, and I would recommend it. And they talk for they just talked about this movie for an hour, and it. It's smarter than anything I can think of, so that's why our listeners would like that a lot. I think that that podcast. So, all right, absolutely, Alex. Any road movies that you fondly remember? Really, I can only just think of Rat Race. Um, <laughs> Rat Race is great. I like. I think I like. <laughs> I, I feel like comedy road movies happen more often than other road right. movies. Uh huh. And because uh, it just kind of works to, as you say, take like two characters who don't necessarily click and put them together and watch them rub against each other and and watch those differences come out and so you know comedy road movies are pretty good i i can think of one that i need to watch that i haven't and that's tu wang fu oh that is a beautiful road movie exactly (laughs) so i need to get up on that but you know that's what I know of road movies. Could I mean, be your new favorite road movie. That's true. It's true. I, I, you know, I, I mean, feel like you could take any movie with a journey and call it like a road movie. You know, right? Like yeah. I well, there's jokingly, the vacation movies too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, road movies are cool. It's a cool mechanic. It's just there's interesting implications to a road movie, as you kind of outlined at the beginning. So, absolutely. Yeah. Amy. Um, Tim and I just watched a road movie the other night. We watched, uh, Fanboys. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a fun one. Um, when Tim texted me today, my first thought, though, was Lord of the Rings, because I am a Tolkien girl, so, yep. That's a journey right there. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is a road movie. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. The first one especially, it's very... Parts very, of it, anyway. Let's walk a lot. The walk. Sam and Frodo, that's all. Sam and Frodo. Oh, yeah, that whole Two thing. bros on the road. That's all road movie. Yeah. Yep. All the way through all three of them. Meeting. Yeah, I got to meet Mr. Sean Aston too. True. In January. It was very exciting. Cool. My roommate met um, Elijah Woods, so. Oh, yeah. I met Elijah LAX. Look at you. Yeah. You've met both of the road buddies. <laughs> I've got two out <laughs> of the four Earth hobbits road, down. The road, road friends. <laughs> um, yeah, I my one of my favorite movies of all time is a road movie. It's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, so I won't do that. Uh, Home Alone. Or not Home Alone, I'm sorry. Homeward Bound. Homeward <laughs> Bound. Oh, Homeward yes. Bound. I just, a didn't delightful know road movie. Home not Home Alone. He doesn't go anywhere in there. <laughs> I was like, what? He's Home Alone. <laughs> he actually stays alone. It's the opposite. He's <laughs> looking for the opposite of a road movie. Home same Alone. The, same one of the psychological ones that Tim was talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he takes a trip through the mind. Um, yeah, Homeward Bound. <laughs> the torturous mind of Kevin McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> you get his dark backstory. Um Homer Bound is awesome. Is an yeah. awesome road movie. Yeah, you get all that stuff. Um, but I was going to mention a little film called Overnight Delivery. Oh my God, you're going to talk about Overnight Delivery? Huge fan. Ah, oh, I love you so much um, right now, Willie. It's <laughs> it's a movie about a young man who basically he screws up and he sends pictures of himself with some attractive young ladies that are not his girlfriend to his girlfriend at college. And he this young to, man is Paul Rudd. By Paul the way. Rudd. Yep, and he's helped out by Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Um, along the way and basically he has to get there it's, it's, it's like a next day delivery he has to get there and an overnight delivery an overnight delivery he has to stop it before it reaches her because it's it turns out that he was wrong she's right. not cheating on him and so it's it's a lot of fun great movie I watched it on cable so many times as a kid like it was insane but it's I, much like Smokey and the Bandit is the king of TBS that was the king of USA Network yep. all the time <laughs> like Saturday at 1pm overnight all delivery was on yep. and I watched it every time it was on so yeah yeah overnight delivery very very fun 
Do you have any favorite characters in a road movie that people meet, or like favorite moments in a road movie, a road trip movie? You know, I don't know. I, you know, yeah, I like, and I, I hate to give him power again because we did it on our Halloween retrospective, which you can now listen to. Yeah. Um, but Rob Zombie's uh, Devil's Rejects, mm-hmm. uh, the finale, the musical finale, and I don't want to give anything away. It's set to Freebird, is absolutely breathtaking. It really is. It's quite a movie moment. Um, yeah, and, and then pretty much everything in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So, yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. Rob Zombie was recently also on Cupcake Wars <laughs> <laughs> for his great American horror show, whatever he called it. <laughs> yes. <sighs> this is, all, he probably this likes is my life. It is cupcakes. He probably does. Yeah. A weirdo. He, apparently, he is a vegan. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yes. And they all had to make vegan cupcakes. <sighs> uh, Tim, do you do you have any favorite <laughs> moments in these movies? I like um, the part in Sideways where he just starts drinking a bunch of Merlot. And then doesn't stop for the rest of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> it's really... And he starts dumping it on his face. Oh. I like that part. It, um, I also like... Blues Brothers is a movie that's like four hours long, I think is the exact <laughs> running time of that movie. <laughs> it's... I don't think it's that good of a movie, but the part where they go to the diner and meet Aretha Franklin and they sing, think, dude, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Absolutely. Yep. Pee Wee's Big Adventure absolutely. is a road movie. That's, That's a great road movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Nick's going to be really mad that I didn't think of that. Yeah. I was almost mad that I didn't think of it until yeah. now. Good call. <laughs> um, good job, me. <laughs> well, I, I guess before we, before we jump into Magic Mike here, does anybody have any ones they hate? Just, just can't stand. Yeah. Okay. Due date. Due date. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> it's not what's, good. What's, what's the problem with Due that? date is a movie that the reason I don't like it is because I don't like spending time with either character. Due date is a movie starring Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. Zach <gasps> oh, yeah. Zach Galifianakis plays a... Aspiring actor? Yeah. And he's, he plays... He's... he's uh, I don't know how to put it. He's he might he be homosexual. The, I don't know. I don't know the what John he is. Candy. He's not all of, there. Yeah, it's basically he's the John Candy, and Robert Downey Jr. is kind of a dick. He's got a dog too, right? Yeah, yeah. And the whole time, Robert Downey Jr. is such a dick in that movie that I don't want to be around him. I definitely don't want to be around Zach Galifianakis in that movie because he's awful and annoying. Isn't there a scene where he like masturbates in the car? He masturbates in the car, and then. Robert Downey Jr. at one point, like, I can't remember, but he punches him. Or like it's beats really, him up. He yeah. beats him up. It's really mean. And it's not mean in like a, oh, I can't wait to see these guys redeem themselves. It's mean in like, go away, both of you. You're both <laughs> awful. And then there are times when you kind of, uh, like, you sympathize with Robert Downey Jr.'s character. You're like, man, I, like, I hope he hits him again. Yeah. This guy's awful. Stop yeah. masturbating in his car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty terrible. That's, I just remember, I saw that movie in the theater because I was really looking forward to it. And then I remember just going like, this is, oh, <laughs> this is the most just uncomfortable, like awful thing I've ever watched. It's not good. I don't like it. Anybody else got any uh, road movies? There's a cute puppy stand? in that. There's a cute bulldog. There's a cute, the, the there's cute a, bulldog. Yeah, is. French bulldog. Oh, Adorable. he spits in the dog's face. <laughs> That's right. Oh my, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> spits in a dog's face in this movie. That's uh, Punching Galifianakis is one thing, but when you spit in a dog's face. <laughs> what did the dog do? There's no coming back from that as a character. No. No, it's really mean. Yeah. Yeah. The dog didn't do anything. No. Ugh. The Hangover <laughs> 2. Hangover that is two? a horrible road trip movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. They decapitated a giraffe on the yeah, highway. That's three. That's three. Oh, that's three. what I meant then. Yeah. Three. It's okay. They're all the there same. are three of them? That's, yeah. pr- that's by the same director. It is. Yeah. Tyler. Also, also a pretty mean movie. Mean and ugly. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> not good. Alex, you got any that you hate? Poor giraffe. Not that I can really think of. I'll put The Hangover 2 on there, even though I never saw it. Why? You guys all went with the Todd Phillips route. Yeah. Interesting. I'm just going to say Hangover 1. There you go. Was, I, no, yeah. I like Hangover 1, actually. <laughs> um, I didn't. I'll say that one, too. <laughs> all right. Well done. His whole filmography has been bashed on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. Not that I don't have anything against Todd Phillips. He just makes terrible movies. Road Trip was all right. He made yeah. three Road Trip movies. He's going back to the well. What? I mean, well, Road Trip, Due Date, Hangover 3. Yeah. Like, Didn't he make all three of the Hangovers? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking that 3 was the only Road Trip movie. Oh, though. well. The, the first kinda... one's really... I think the first one's really good. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the second one apparently at all. The third one's not good. The second one's one where they go to Taiwan, they go right? to Bangkok. Or Bangkok, oh, Bangkok, yeah. Oh, and he gets the Mike Tyson tattoo in his yes. face. Yep. Yep. Which they had to digitally alter. Because Mike Tyson decided he didn't like that. Yeah. Actually, his tattoo artist did. Um, 
<laughs> He's sued. All right. Oh, Death Race 2000 is a good one. <laughs> Right. <laughs> You're a madman tonight. Need for Speed. That's a good one. That's, that's a good one too. Well, they hit a lot of cool movie. spots in that. Death Race 2000 is also yeah, also fantastic. Yeah, oh. the Stallone David Carradine one. Yeah, not not the well. The, I like the remake I too actually, like but it's not a road trip. No. The Paul White screen movie. It is a Paul White screen film. Yeah, yep. starring Jay Stath. Yeah. I hope that one day the uh, I hope Universal takes a cue from the Midwest Film Nerds podcast and makes a Fast and Furious road trip movie because mm-hmm. I mean that should happen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. Make a right. Mario Kart road trip movie. Uh, yeah, Mario Kart the movie would be a great road trip movie. Yeah, fits into the NCU. Absolutely, we yes. talked about this. Don't worry, we, yeah. we this was part of it. Good. All right, on to our review of Magic Mike XXL. I'm sorry, Gregory Jacobs, Magic Mike. Thank you, XXL. <laughs> yeah. Author, editor of Steven Soderbergh films, Gregory. Jacobs. <laughs> yes, yes, Steven Soderbergh light, uh, starring Channing Tatum, Joe Manganiello, Matt Bomer, Adam Rodriguez, Gabriel Iglesias, Mister Kevin Diesel Nash. Yeah. And uh, some cameos here and there. I'm not sure if we want to give them away or not, because they are kind of cameos. So We'll give them away in spoilers. Yeah, we'll save those. The IMDb synopsis says, three years after Mike bowed out of the stripper life at the top of his game, he and the remaining kings of Tampa hit the road to Myrtle Beach to put on one last blowout performance. Mm-hmm. And indeed, they do. Um, who wants to start? Who would like to go first on Magic Mike XXL? We did not review the first Magic Mike on this show. That's true. So give your brief thoughts on Magic Mike 1, Magic Mike L, and then um, (laughs) continue on from there. Okay, Okay, I guess I'm going first. Ladies first. It's ladies night. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The first one. Okay. Take all the guys at the table. Take off your shirts while she does this. No. (laughs) <laughs> she just looked so just terrified. <laughs> Don't do it. Sorry, Amy. Um, <laughs> okay. So the first one. The first one was fun, but I found bits of the story a bit depressing. Like the whole drug use and the drug dealers smashing up Tatum's apartment and Olivia Munn with her fiance. And it was all kind of sad. And at the, like, I just didn't get enough of what I wanted, which was just men taking their clothes off. Yeah. Like, is, is that too much to ask for? That's all I wanted. And it just had too much of a story for me. So <laughs> I was not a huge fan of the first one. Thank goodness Double XL has fixed this problem. The, bl- <laughs> quick, the Blu-ray has an alternate cut where you can just watch the dance scenes. That's what your wife told me, and yeah. I'm going to go buy it this yeah, weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> just a heads up. I... Uh... I did see Magic Mike. I think most did. Did we all see it I together? Think we, all, we saw it at a uh, early showing. Yeah, pre-screening. Yeah, where the kid in front of me was playing his 3ds. So <laughs> he was there with his like mom and grandma. But anyway, oh um, god, I didn't hate the movie, but uh, I think a lot of what they tried to do with any of the actual plot in the film was very poorly done and not given to capable actors. And I feel like it could have worked on some level, but uh, I did not see Magic Mike Double XL, so I'm just here for part of the conversation. All I hoped was that maybe they kind of tried to get away from the dramatic parts of the first movie and just went more into the balls to the walls. Right. You'll be very happy then with this movie. (laughs) So there you go. My thoughts. Yeah. Tim, thoughts on Magic Mike 1? Magic Mike 1, I'm a fan of. I like Magic Mike 1. I've been a champion of Channing Tatum for a while now. A champion? Since Willie's... No, a champion. Yes. <laughs> Since Willie's... <laughs> That's my favorite noise to ever come out of Tim Rapper. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to make that my text notification noise. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's good. I think the first one is good. Um, the strongest stuff in it, though, and I remember watching it and coming out of it going, the best parts of it are the dance scenes mm-hmm. and McConaughey. Yeah. And the kind of the camaraderie between all the guys. Um, that's the best stuff in the movie. The It's almost like the first movie. It gets bogged down 
with the love interest and the stuff with the kid who's Alex Pethler. And <laughs> oh my god, I totally forgot he was in that <laughs> movie. Pethler. Yeah, yeah. I, I am number four, I believe. <laughs> yes. And it just weighs the movie down. It's a movie that almost feels ashamed that it's a movie about male stripping and decides that it needs to add some drama to it Mm -hmm. when in reality i don't think it does at all nobody went there to see that no the target audience for magic mike was i I don't think was interested in mike's fall from grace and it also like what if what if Mike? what if these people just are like their jobs like what if if they're just really content and happy being who they are being male strippers what if they're just really good at it Society doesn't allow that to exist, Tim. <laughs> so it, it, like, it's this weird, it's almost weirdly condescending in a way towards male strippers. Yeah, that's yeah they weird, have to hate their lives. They, they have must. to hate their life, yeah. And like, they, they probably don't, a lot of them. Like, seems all right. Yeah, maybe not. But that's kind of the assumption. Like, if you've turned to stripping, then your life you is must be... clearly garbage. Or you're paying for medical school. It's right. One of the two things. And I understand. It. And the character of Mike needs an arc in the first one, I think. And for him to want to get out of it and go into, uh, he wants to go into like um, um, carpentry. Yeah. yeah, he wants to make his own furniture. furniture. Make his own furniture, yeah. and that's nice, and that's good. But the problem with the movie is it kind of it almost feels like a scold at times um, towards the character because they have, I think, a couple of characters just be like, "Why don't you grow up, Mike?" <laughs> and like just scolding him about it and it comes off as kind of and that, that's why the whole time I was just kind of like mm, alright with that stuff but it's it's a good movie I like it I also like Magic Mike 1 um, I think I have the same issues that when it tries to get into the drama stuff especially the relationshipy stuff that the girl that plays his romantic interest is not good, and I can't tell you what she's feeling in 90% of the scene she's in. Uh, I can try. She's not, but I can. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a really, really solid, fun movie when it's not taking itself seriously. So I was looking for the same stuff Alex was out of this one. I was hoping that maybe they were going to cut some of that drama. We were going to get right down to the nitty-gritty. And, well, and, and not, not even necessarily that they get right down to the nitty-gritty, but if Magic Mike... One was just a comedy movie. Yes. No. Exactly. Yeah. They were going to cut to that. They were going to cut out all that excess. Like, let's be sad about our place in life, and cut, you know, and then just have fun with it, and have a good time with it, and make the audience laugh and cheer and jump yeah. and scream. And then that's that's anytime that stuff was going on in the theater, people were going nuts. Yeah. Um, and then it would kind of cut to the Especially other stuff. That and, boy playing the 3ds in front. Of yeah, him. I'm sure he had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> what was he playing? I don't know. Okay. Um, anyway, but I enjoyed it quite a bit, and um, I was looking forward to this one. So, All right. Amy, Magic Mike XXL, what did you think? I loved it. It is a hundred times better than the first one because it's exactly what I wanted. It's just fun. There's basically no drama. I think the biggest drama they have is that they're all a little upset with Mike for leaving, but they quickly patch it up, and they're on the road. <laughs> <laughs> So it's great. It just there's male stripping everywhere. They stop along the ways at different like strip clubs to do some more stripping. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's just fun. It's a fun movie, which is exactly what I wanted when I went into it, and it knocked it out of the park. It was great. Awesome, Tim. Yeah. Was it extra extra large? It was on the laughs <laughs>, <laughs> and the heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. and the abs. Yeah. I've, yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that, whatever you call that, like V thing that these guys have. Yeah. Right? What yeah. is that? How what is that called? called? How do you get that? They're called penis pointers. Penis pointers. Is that <laughs> yes. There's it's, a lot of them in this one. Yeah. They are nice. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Uh, no, this welcome. movie drops the dead weight from the first one and loses McConaughey, but somehow makes up for it, I think. Um, it doesn't miss McConaughey as much as I thought it would. It's funny because McConaughey completely creeped me out in the first one. Yeah, that's understandable. Like, like I almost felt like he had a thing for the kid. Yeah. And I was just like, this is just kind of pedophile to me. Like, I just, it was weird and I felt weird about it. <laughs> exactly. So without him, I was totally fine. I was a little bummed that. I am number four. It wasn't back, but <sighs> apparently I read a rumor online that says him and Chatting Tatum do not get along very well. Right. So because he ruined surprised. his pet project. That's right. He wanted 
Equity. Pedophile project. <laughs> Not even that he wanted equity, but that he was a <laughs> terrible actor in that first movie. How have we come up with somebody he looks good with Alex Pettifer's name? I don't know. <laughs> it's a really dumb name. I don't know. <laughs> so basically, what this movie does, uh, it combines the elements of a road trip movie because that's their Mike is back with the gang. He's back with his boys from the first movie. And they're heading down to. Um, where are they heading down to? Myrtle Beach. Myrtle, Myrtle Beach. Up to Myrtle Beach. For a stripper convention. A male stripper convention. and Which I really or, hope these things are it, real. What was it called? Do you remember? I don't there, remember the name. They just called it the convention. I think they just called it the convention. Oh, what a missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so I, what it does is it combines the road trip movie. It combines the fun stuff from the first movie. And then it throws in a little dash of step up movies, I think, in a way. It does. It does. Because the whole movie is... Really, just a tease for the last twenty minutes of the movie, which are amazing. Like, there's base. What, what the step up movies do is they kind of tease a big dancing, tease a big dancing, and then boom, the last twenty minutes of the movie are just Blows one big your dance, mind. and yeah. that's what this movie does. And it's a smart way to go about it. Um, as far as a movie this summer that I've been completely caught up with. Like, I was sitting there going, like, not criticizing anything, just having a blast. This comes second to only Mad Max this summer. Like, this movie is so much fun. Um, it's really a strange movie because Amy's right. There's no real conflict in this movie. I guess they have to find a car at one point. They have to find a different car. And a different MC. And a different MC. But they're, they, it's like they, they're at a road trip movie. They use their stripping powers to get both of them. That's what they do. No, and everybody knows somebody in whatever state they're stopping in. Yes. Like, it's like, oh, I know somebody who can get us that. Yeah. And, and I guess, they just dance and then they get it. And in, I guess internally with some of the characters, there's some conflict. Um it, Every character though has his own arc throughout the movie. If you if you look at it, they all do. Um, even Tarzan. Even Tarzan does. So it's really just a movie that goes from point A to point B, and it's just a blast along the way. Yep, yep. All the characters get along for the most part. Um, like I said, it's a tease. It, I don't know if it's a movie for everybody. Um, it's not <laughs> much. Much like I don't necessarily. Th- it's a. It's a weird movie in that it's like sexually charged, but there is no nudity in this movie that I remember. I don't remember any nudity. No, not no. like the first one. No. Tim, Tim, the important question. Yeah. How would you compare it to Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, this is much better. All right. Oh, this is much better. I feel like they're on the same playing field of like movies made to get women into seats. It is, but this is, well, they have some similarities. This is much, I think, sweeter. If that makes any sense. Okay. This is kind of... I'm not an expert on this. Sort of Fifty thing. Shades comes off a little pretentious to me. And, and kind of... It's gross of the way it goes about it. This is much... The movie itself... This movie is much... This movie is kind of geared towards making ladies happy. Uh, making yeah, women happy. Yeah, because like Channing Tatum... Amber Heard's character is very sad in the movie. Yeah. And he keeps telling her that someone stole her smile. And he's going to help her get her smile back. It's adorable. And yeah, no and then there's there's a scene we'll talk about that might be the best scene all summer in a gas station. And the whole oh my God. the whole oh point of this scene is to make this woman behind the counter happy smile. to smile. Yeah. And it, that is such a different tone than what Fifty Shades of Grey takes. It's a really oh, nice yeah. it's really Ugh. a nice movie. And I understand because I've seen some I don't necessarily think it's this I've seen some people call it like a feminist movie and in a way it is i think it's more a pro-sex movie than a feminist movie um which i mean can be one and the same but what i don't and i do see some people have kind of called it out though too for somebody called it out for i guess lacking in consent and then because there are scenes of the male strippers kind of manhandling the females Mm. in a way but i almost think when it, I think the consent of the females in this movie is that they're at a strip club. Yeah. But they're also at a strip convention. At a strip convention. So you're kind of getting what you expect to get. And it's it's this weird thing, too, I've kind of realized lately is where some people want certain pieces of art to be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. And it can't do that. So I, I get where I kind of I see where that, that side is coming from, too. I see where both sides are coming from. I think it's kind of more down the middle in that way of the, in terms of being kind of a fem- feminist movie. So. 
Awesome. Um, the Magic Mike franchise has the potential to become uh, the perfect blend of the Fast franchise and the Step Up franchise. <laughs> Just a crew of people with good hearts doing good things. <laughs> Even if they go wrong sometimes and they got to bust a few skulls on the way there and they dance a lot. It's, it's, it's a beautiful blend. All we need is a fast car or two and we're, we're all set. They get one. They do get one. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. It was a lot of fun. I think I like it better than the first because um, it does cut out a lot of the stuff that I didn't care for in the first movie. Um, Joe Manganiello, man, that guy steps up in a big way. It's insanity. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> he's so funny in this movie, and he somehow made me forget that Matthew McConaughey is not in it. I don't know how he did it, but he did. I mean, after the first ten minutes, first ten minutes is kind of awkward, but we'll get into that maybe. Um, anyway, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was better than the first. I think that uh, if you're looking for an insanely fun time at the theater, go see it on like a Friday night. Yeah. 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 Have a few drinks. Go see it on a Friday night. Yeah. And yeah. with a crowd because it will mostly be women mm-hmm. and they will be having a lot of fun. Yeah. The crowd they'll, we were with. They'll be catcalling. It was incredible. <laughs> so good. It was incredible. So much so that the bartender downstairs at the theater, um, when I went down to get a drink, was hearing that hearing the rumblings of of things going on in that theater and he asked me about it that's that's how crazy the theater was getting so yes go see this on a friday or saturday night with a big big crowd take a dollar bill with you throw it at the screen yep go for it give it to a friend yep um all right well that about does it i think for our pre-spoiler talk we're gonna head into spoiler terry for magic mike xxl and we will see you on the other side Welcome to Spoiler Terry from Magic Mike XXL. Just want to get one thought out of the way real quick because it's very important to me. Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Let's talk about his scene. Oh the my god. Scene. Tim, you talked about this a little bit. It's a scene in a gas station. Mm-hmm. Describe it to our listeners. They've probably seen it already, but just let us know what's going down in this scene. Joe, Man- Man- Joe Man star of the first movie, star of True Blood, star of Sabotage. <laughs> 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 they take some Molly in the uh, in the vehicle that they're traveling in. Is it ice cream truck? It's an ice cream truck. I think it's well, it's a food it's truck. A food it's truck a food truck that serves yeah. frozen yogurt. Yeah, froyo. So he goes in and. Basically, what they see is inside the gas station, there is a younger woman, and she's got a frown on her face. She does not look happy to be at her job. And they place a bet. <laughs> they place a bet on whether or not they can get this upset woman to smile. Yeah, because Joe, Joe and the rest of the crew kind of feel like they've been losing their mojo a bit, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe Manganiello goes in there. And early on, it's, um, it's established that he's a big Backstreet Boys fan. So he goes to the cooler inside the gas station. He opens the Cheeto bag first. Oh, he opens the Cheetos bag first? Yes. Okay, maybe Amy should explain it. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah a go for it. picture. <laughs> <laughs> so what song do they play? I Want It That Way? It's I Want It That Way because it kicks in. Yes. So he walks in, he grabs a bag of Cheetos, and he just rips it open. And the Cheetos like fall over his body. They shower over yes. his pecs. And then she doesn't even, like, look at him. So he walks back to the cooler, and he grabs a bottle of water, and he opens it, and he pours a little bit on himself, and then he squeezes it from his crotch, and the water shoots out all over the floor. <laughs> it's beautiful. And it's then she doesn't, she doesn't... She, she continues doesn't, to ignore she him. She continues yeah. to ignore him. And then he starts kind of a routine in the middle of the... Uh, in the middle of the... Uh, <laughs> The, the aisle, yeah, yeah. the aisle, aisles, the gas yeah. station. He does some, he does some stripper moves. He does some humping of the ground, and she finally, towards the end, does he say the line first? He does the line first. He goes, he goes "How much for those Cheetos and water?" And then <laughs> she just starts cracking she laughs. up. And it might be the best music cue in a movie ever because I want it that way. Kicks back in as loud as possible, and then all the guys cheer outside. All the guys the whole time are in the window, and they're like high as a kite, and they're just cheering. <laughs> <laughs> They're really so rooting good. for him on that one. And, it, and it's this, it's this amazingly, it's this fun scene. It's like I said, it's probably the most fun I've had watching a part of a movie in a theater. And it's this sweet scene because it, 
it's not mean it's right the it's, movie doesn't have a mean bone in its body um and it's sweet and the whole thing is just trying to make this girl smile at her job that she hates and like that's kind of the theme of the movie is these guys have the power to make people smile with the job they do it's kind of a nice thought yeah it really is it's i it's, smiled yeah, see? Yeah. yeah. And, and you're not always happy with your day-to-day, so... Yeah, you know? like every other girl. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to say to you real quick, one other thing I want to touch on before I pass it to you guys is um, seeing... And I, I don't recall his name right now, but there's a guy from the Step Up franchise who jumps in on this one. Mm-hmm. And um, it was awesome to see his kind of dance duet with uh, Channing Tatum at the end. That was really cool. The, the mirror stuff where they're, they're following each other's moves. It's very, very cool. Like, it's that's, really cool. Yeah. It's very cool. And it's fun because you get all like, you get the, um, the uh, lead up dances to that, which are also fun. Some of them are mm-hmm. silly and goofy and you laugh. Some of them are a little more like, holy crap, that's an awesome move. But it's all building to that point. So it's, I liked it a lot. I, that's where it felt like the step up franchise right there. Yes. The, yeah, the that dance. Mm-hmm. What Absolutely. was your favorite dance? <sighs> At the end. No, it's, it's Chan Chan's pony in the, in the garage. Oh, yeah. That's the best dance, I think, is just him in the garage. Oh, when the song comes on, he's yep. working. Yep. Yeah. And it takes over him. Yep. He yeah. literally can't control his, his pelvis. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he just has to dance it out. It must be thrusted. <laughs> Because um, what do we get at the end? We get the uh, Joe Manganiello marriage dance. That's awesome. It's very sweet. Yeah. That, I think that might be my favorite. And dance. then they do the Nine Inch Nails song. And then they yeah, because yeah. what happens is they go back to they go back to the hotel and he puts after the, the wedding after the wedding and he puts her on her, and they play closer by Nine Inch Nails. They do a and little it's, bondage stuff. Yeah, it's just it's really it's clever. The ladies like a show. Yeah, the ladies like a show. They want they the play. fantasy. Yes. <laughs> Um, that one's good. Uh, Tarzan's, what was Tarzan's at the end there? He was painting. That was really sweet because they touched on his painting skills before. Yeah. Like, that was nice. And then what's his name does the food and he like sprays them with chocolate and with cream and stuff. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was good. And then. Was that Matthew Bomer? Ma- no, Matt Bomer sings. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Cause he takes a cue from Donald Glover's character earlier in the movie, which is also a really yeah. kind of neat thing. He yeah. has yeah. a uh, very beautiful singing voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they both do. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, mean, I was impressed. I'm like, whoa, okay, all right, good job, guys. Um, he made an impression in this movie, too, Matt Bomer, mm-hmm. I thought, because he was in the first one, and it's funny because we were talking about it afterwards, and Nikki was like, was he in the first movie? Like, I don't remember, because he really doesn't do much in that first movie. No. And uh, he really is very good in this, and his character's kind of got a cool little arc, too, and I love that they, uh, the positive the positive message in terms of like these guys are that these guys are more talented than they realize too and i like that's nice you know like this you know it's it's it gives you a good feeling like if at some point they're not going to be able to strip anymore even if they do like stripping there's nothing wrong with it like you said before tim but at some point they're not going to be able to strip anymore it's just <laughs> not going to happen and right. it, it's nice to know that these guys have things they can do that they like to do and that right. they yeah. yeah i thought those were really There's sweet. even a nice little moment in the movie too where Kevin Nash Tarzan like Laments the fact that he never started a family. It's really, and that's, see, that's it, perfect. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so much better than the first movie, just kind of belaboring the point for two hours of like, eh, but that's kind of a perfect little, did it in about 10 seconds in this movie. Yeah. It makes the point of the first movie in about 10 seconds. Yeah, it really, it, <laughs> yeah, it just nails it. And, and the other one too, that I thought was kind of interesting. I mean, it's treated as a joke and it is funny is the, the glass slipper thing with, with uh, big Dick Ritchie because he's talking about oh, how, yeah. how, you know, his, the size of his penis is a blessing and a curse. And, and it, really, when you think about it, that probably wouldn't be a good thing. Like, like so, like, he, you know, it, like, I know this is ridiculous that we're talking about this on the podcast right now, but it's true. Like, I, like I could, I can understand why he would feel that way, and it's, it's really he. He seems so happy at the end when he meets Annie McDowell, and they seem like they'd be like a really adorable couple for some reason to me too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just like it. This, this sexy older lady and Joe Manganiello. I like that. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Um, anybody else got anything they want to say about uh, in spoiler Terry here? I want to touch on um, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yes. Is really yes. good in this movie. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I remember now. I remember. Okay. Um, yeah. She helps make up for the lack of McConaughey because she's really strong in this movie and yeah. very commanding. She's a strong lady. Yeah, she is. And it's there's a there's a scene with Elizabeth Banks as well where it's heavily implied that they. It's very interesting. Very saucy. <laughs> um, she was saucy. But yeah. no, I I feel like Jada Pickett Smith hasn't done enough. Um. And this movie reminds me that she's kind of a presence on screen. 
when she's on screen. She's a she's a very good MC at the end of this movie. She's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She should be doing that. Like, Star of Demon Knight. Oh yeah. She's in Gotham. She's very good in Gotham. Oh, she is in Gotham, isn't she? I guess yeah. I, so Fish she is. Do, she is working. Um, you want to touch on something too? Oh, in uh, Jada's strip club in Atlanta, they have a very special stripper, Mister One Michael Strahan. Who strips down to his underwear, and I was just like, "Oh my god, put it back on, put it back on." <laughs> Michael Strahan, current host of the current incarnation of what was Regis and Kelly. Yes, it's Michael and Kelly. They now. were they're trying to get those mommies in there. He looks good though. Like he looks good. He does. He looks good. It just was not at all what I was expecting, and then it was just like, oh. And you oh. know, see, I guess I just I, I go back to I, I see I didn't realize that him and Kelly Ripper were on a show together. Like I had no yeah. idea that he was like wholesome like talk show guy now. Yeah, because I remember Michael Strahan beating up Tom Arnold. So this this is about the same <laughs> Michael Strahan that would be stripping. Like that, that yeah. this is I remember gross, dirty, awesome Michael Strahan. He's not making chocolate cookies every morning with Kelly Ripper. Yeah, that's lame. yeah. But you know what? It's a smart move because the ladies that may home, stay home and watch Reese's and Kelly. Or if people are home watching. Be a nice little surprise for the mommies out mm-hmm. there. And they, will, I mean, they might enjoy that. It's pretty slick. I, I'm, it's not Regis, so I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Galman. It's oh my, my Regis impression. Can you, that was really good. Oh, that was really good. We just got we got all the impressions tonight, guys. I really um, only had one issue with the movie. Yes, and that it was that. Amber Heard looked way too much like that girl from the first movie for me. Uh, that's why I wanted like, to Like, I literally you. saw the previews, and I thought that it was her until I looked at the cast and realized that it was not the same girl. And I was like, that's just too much for me. Also, the fact, like, the whole, like, proposal on the beach with the pancakes, and she said no. Like, I was just, like, really confused about that. And I was talking to Tim about it in the car, and I was like, I would have felt like it would have made more sense to me that she broke up with him. Like, maybe she got a job and like, I don't know. Atlanta and he was staying in Tampa and they just kind of grew apart from each other like that would have made more sense to me than like oh we're in this really happy place with a house and a dog and I proposed in the beach with pancakes and she said she no she writes him a note that says like let's get fat together yeah. yeah like it seems like their relationship was really solid and then she's just like you know what I'm not feeling it anymore see you later it just didn't make sense to me yeah no I, I don't disagree I think the thing is we get to know so little about her in that first movie yeah that like I mean maybe she is a person who when something gets too intense she's like nope peace see ya I mean, maybe we don't know i that's and that's not I something i should have to dig around for so. right that's kind of what i wanted was some kind of explanation because it just made no sense at all yeah there's no reason to think that she would just oh see i'm good but that's like just nitpicking because honestly it was way yeah no but way I, fun i had a problem that was my only real issue with the movie too is I, it felt like there was a scene or a line missing that kind of explained that whole thing i okay. did like though and uh, along the lines of this movie being sweet is like they didn't take the time to bash her either. No, like the guys were like, like, screw that, bitch. No, they just were kind of like, oh, that sucks, dude. Sorry, Sorry. to hear it. Like yeah. that's what normal people act like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the the other thing that my I guess my two complaints are that it slows down a bit when we get to Jada Pinkett's place. It, it lasted a little longer than necessary. Um, I was totally okay with it. <laughs> we, I'm not talking about the the the, dan- the dancing stuff. There was really good. But some of that, like, there's some of the lingering scenes between him and Jada Pinkett. I'm like, okay, like, we can shorten this oh, a bit. Oh, yeah. Like, we get it. There's history there. I mean, they're, they're both really good in it, but mm. I, we could have shortened some of that. And then um, the, the I like Amber Heard. I think she's a fine actress. I think she's beautiful. But uh, there's nothing there between her and Channing. Like, I didn't see, get any chemistry there whatsoever. No, Ooh. but... I would agree. Was it ever really... I don't know. Was it intended to be that way? I don't think it was ever really... They skirt the line, and I think that's one of the problems. They don't commit. Like, they don't... Yeah. Like, is she a romantic interest, or are they just kind of being friendly and goofy together? Like, I would like... like I'd actually prefer them not to be any romantic interest, but there seemed like there was enough of that to where I kind of inferred that. Yeah. I, I don't think there needs to be a romantic lead in this movie. There doesn't need to be. Like, he's, the, he's just with his buddies. Like, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, that was a little bit boring to me, but yeah. What are you going to do? Anyway, anybody, anybody else? Oh. 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 <laughs> Joe Manganiello makes a Twilight comment about the fucking oh, vampires. Yes. Which I thought was hilarious because on True Blood, he plays a werewolf. Oh, that's true. And it's that also, hates the vampires. <laughs> it's also really... Because he gets really... They do a vampire at this convention, at the competition. They do a vampire dance, like a Twilight vampire dance, and he gets really upset about it. That's right. That's and he's right. he's like, these fucking tweens, like, what are they... And then Kevin Nash is like, that. the tweens are grown up now is what they're into. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really funny and also kind of like... 
Yeah, they're grown up now. It's true. If people like Twilight are grown up now. Like, they want to see Twilight strippers now. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to give the people what they want, and that's what Magic Mike does. That's funny. I think we can all recommend this to those that are willing to watch male stripping for a couple hours. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's not everybody's thing, but... No, but if, it, if, if you... You know, uh, even if you like... If, you, if you're on the fence, but you like dancing, like you like dance movies... I don't think there's anything really offensive. In no, this. There's, no, there's some, there's some, there's some, some I mean, dick jokes and stuff, obviously, because the na- it's the nature of the beast. But it's not. It, there's no nudity in this movie. No, the first one had way more nudity and way more like it's seedier, serious first. topics. Yeah, this, this one's fun. light and fun. Nobody's. Yeah, it's it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Don't bring your kids with their TSs though, please. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good idea. All right. I think that does it for today's episode of the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, definitely check us out if you like what you heard. Go to MidwestFilmNerds.com for all past episodes with show notes and our bonus episodes. Um, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at MFN Podcast. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Podcast. You can also send us some feedback. Uh, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is the email. If you want to give us a call and uh, leave us a message, you can do that at 248-733-5MFN. That's 248-733-5636. And don't forget our Amazon link, Amazon.com. I'm sorry, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Um, so you can help us out. I think that's all we got for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, Big Dick Richie, go watch a movie? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Find your glass slipper. Seek out your glass slipper.